0: What's up, Elite Army? This is your Kinda Well, Kinda Toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Speaking up for yourself, using your voice, it isn't the same as what we talked about yesterday, standing up for yourself. It kind of falls into the same category because you're like speaking up for yourself, but I'm talking more saying what you think, giving your opinion, standing up for what you believe in, contributing to a conversation. It can be scary for a number of reasons. It's vulnerable. Even if what we're literally saying isn't vulnerable, it's vulnerable because we're sticking our neck out there, giving our opinion, putting us at risk for being judged, being rejected, being made fun of, Uh, somebody knowing a little bit more about you, which again is the fear of, you know, being rejected. You want to have this like guard up so that nobody can say anything or do anything to make you feel bad. Be invalidated. Just feel like someone has some opinion of you and I'm going to avoid that at all costs because if I don't know your opinion, then I can just feel good about myself and I I don't have to worry about getting my feelings hurt. So it feels scary to say what You genuinely and authentically think and feel. And this can look like a number of different things. It can be you don't speak up at all. And that was normally my experience because of people pleasing. It's like I would just stay quiet. Or the next one would be you speak up, but you are agreeable and you're just saying whatever would appease the group. And it's not your genuine, true feelings or thoughts, it's just what you know. Won't get you rejected or judged, or you are obnoxious and speak up a ton, but you're not saying again what is authentic. You're just saying what you think people want to hear. If you have a hard time using your authentic voice, I want you to know and internalize and appreciate that it is a defense mechanism, that if you have a hard time speaking your authentic truth, It's because you have been taught through other experiences that if you speak your authentic truth, it is a higher probability that you could get hurt. And the easy solution is to just keep quiet or to keep agreeable. And if you do that, everyone will like you and the peace will remain. But if you actually say what you mean, again, people might reject you, people might judge you. It's interesting, though. Because who do they like if they don't know your true thoughts and feelings? Just a mirror of themselves with a couple qualities of yours sprinkled in there? How unfair to not share yourself with the world and show up as your authentic self and give people the choice whether or not to actually like you and who you are and what you think and feel. It's once again, you... Having this iron grip on everything in your life that you're trying so hard to control all of the outcomes. But who are you to decide what people like and dislike, including you? And why would you want somebody in your life that wouldn't like you if you actually did speak up and share your thoughts and feelings? What value comes from that for you? Nobody here wins. Nobody. And it's my guess, too, that this prevents you from having deep relationships with people because in order to have a deep relationship, you have to have deep conversations or deep conversations that are smaller but over periods of time. And a deep conversation involves several opinions and personality and input and feelings. And if it's one-sided or no-sided because it's just two people, people pleasing at each other the whole time. You cannot develop a very genuine, authentic, deep relationship with anybody. And that's the really beautiful thing about opinions is there can be no wrong one. There can be ones that you don't agree with, but there is not an opinion that exists that is technically wrong. And if you are sharing opinions with people for the most part, you know, no two people are going to perfectly exactly align on all of their opinions, but you find people that agree with your opinions for the most part, then great. You have a group of people that genuinely and authentically connect with you instead of it just being a bunch of surface level bullshit and you don't actually know each other and have a connection. It's just like interacting socially for a moment and then you move on with your life. I don't know. I get nothing from that. Like, I, I don't enjoy those kinds of relationships. So maybe I'm biased, but I just feel that it's important to have at least one deep relationship with anybody, somebody, family, significant other, friendship, whatever. You have to connect on some level with somebody or you're going to feel so alone in life self-love, as we know, provides the foundation of self-worth and confidence. Without self-love is when we start feeling that hesitancy to express our thoughts, beliefs, feelings, wants, needs, choices, not wants, <laughs> opinions, boundaries, all of the things. The truth is you don't really have to have self-love before you can speak out for yourself and vice versa. But in my opinion, Taking these actions, like being able to use your authentic voice in conversation, is a means of loving yourself. Because if you think about how you learn to love any other person, family, friends, significant other, it's by them showing up for you and acting in a way that you align with, acting in a way that you align with. Because one more time, acting in a way that you like, not thinking and all of these things. I mean, yes, that too, but you don't know anybody else's thoughts. Like, you know, the thoughts in your head. So you have to show yourself these acts of love so that you can have better thoughts about yourself. You have to work on your mental too, of course, but it really, really helps to just start practicing these acts of love for yourself, like speaking up and using your authentic voice to show yourself your worth and your value and prove that you believe in yourself to yourself. Because at the end of the day, if we're talking about an outside person, another person that loves you, they can think they love you and they can think about doing all these great things for you. And I mean, come on, come on. We've all been there, right? I mean, hopefully not all of us, but like you can think of the relationship that the person says one thing, and does another, and that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter when they tell you they love you and do all these things. It's the actions at the end of the day that really fucking count. And so, all of these things, today's episode, and all the other days that we're going to be talking about in the series are all actions to take in order to show yourself that you love yourself. When I started wellish, I could think in my head that I loved myself. Like I didn't hate myself at that point. Like I was like, oh yeah, and love myself, but. I was not at the same level of self-love that I am now. And getting on the podcast and using my voice, that was the first time I ever did that. I was always afraid to use my authentic voice in conversations. I was always agreeable and making sure that I was saying the right things to make sure that people like me. Again, having that intense grip on trying to control everything in my life, including the opinions of other people. And when I started Wellish, it was, like I said, the first time in my life that I felt I actually was sharing my thoughts with the world. And the more I did that, the easier it was for me to have conversations in my life. I can speak better and I can show up better. And I know that not everybody has to agree to get along. And I know that what makes relationships beautiful is differing opinions. It makes it entertaining. And you learn things from other people because other people have other opinions. It, again, it brings quality and value to your life, to other people's lives, because we all have something to contribute, even if it's negative, because somebody says something that you don't agree with or you say something to somebody that they don't agree with now you know who you don't want to be <laughs> like you you can take away from that situation like yeah i i feel solid in my opinion and this is what i believe in and if they don't believe it that's okay like cuz i believe this and and you get more aware of yourself and and know yourself better or somebody says something that helps you change your mind and you get to progress into this new Idea and this new version of you that believes this new developed thing. It does nothing but bring goodness into your life to have these different opinions and using your voice. And you don't realize that until you start taking action on it, until you start actually putting yourself in the position to hear other people's opinions and share your own authentic opinion. However, you go about it, you have to practice, you have to just start sharing that opinion. However you will go about it, you have to just start doing it. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, you have to just start. Otherwise, it'll never get done. So how can we get better at contributing to conversations without having that intense fear of rejection and judgment take over our ability to do so? Like I just said, you know, you're going to have to kind of feel through those feelings. It's going to happen when you first start doing it. But it will get better over time when you realize that the whole world doesn't come crashing down and not everybody rejects and judges you and that it's really no big deal at all, kind of like we were talking about yesterday. But I do have a couple methods to help you feel more comfortable and see this more as a possibility for yourself to start taking action in a tactful way, not just throwing you freely to the wolves. You know, I never do that. So I got you. I've got a couple things for you. The first one is actively listening to what people are saying and ask yourself what your genuine opinion is in your head. And the goal with active listening is to be able to just actively... Listen and not sit there and think about what your response is going to be, because that's the most common thing that we all do, right? Is we just like sit there and try to think of a good answer to respond to somebody. We're thinking, we're listening to talk, not listening to listen to what the person genuinely has to say. So the goal eventually is to be able to actively listen, consume what it is they're telling you without thinking about yourself. So then you can authentically regurgitate a response. But that typically comes when you are very confident and you love yourself and you value your voice and you know your worth and you know no matter what comes out of your mouth, you'll be able to handle the response from it, self-trust, you know. So that's the goal to try to get to that point. But to start to work towards being able to speak up in your authentic voice in conversations, actively listening and not just like thinking what would be a good response, thinking about yourself, thinking what is my genuine opinion? Because a lot of the time, at least for me, I realized I was suppressing my genuine opinion so fucking much that I didn't even have one. Like I literally, there were so many circumstances that I was like, what do I think? And I literally had no fucking idea because I was just going along with what everybody else wanted me to think for so long because I knew that would help me to fit in that I never took the time to genuinely think about what my own opinion was. And I could come up with one, but I intentionally had to take the time to think, what do I think about this? And then start responding in tidbits in, in that way. That said, it leads me into my second piece of advice to start small. You don't have to fucking go balls to the wall, give your whole opinion and thought all at once. If that seems too terrible, I mean, By all means, you can. But if that seems too terrifying to go from zero to a hundred, don't start small. Start making small commentary. Once you've asked yourself your opinion, be like, oh, X, Y, and Z, whatever your opinion is, small commentary. You don't have to like do this whole thing. Or I a really good one that I enjoy is asking questions in the conversation that allude to your opinion. Like, what do you think about? The Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, she's always on the screen fucking debate. I've never taken the time to actually genuinely ask myself what my opinion is because I'm not a football fan and I'm not. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to say this. And please don't come for me. But I'm not like a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't really never I never have been. So, like, I'm not not her fan. I don't not like her. But like, I've just never listened to her music like that. So I don't really have much of an opinion. But if you ask me, like, who gives a fuck? I think it's cute. Like, I think, like, if you want to be in a relationship with them, who cares? So if we're, if I'm in a conversation talking about that, I can still to this day picture how my old mindset would be that I would be not really giving my opinion because I didn't want to say the opposite of what somebody else feels because I feel like that then makes me inadequate, which is a funny thought too, because what makes me inadequate in that if my opinion is different than theirs? Like, why aren't they the inadequate one? Because they don't agree with me. Just a thought just to kind of reverse us out of that mindset a little bit. If you switch flip the script there it might be a little easier to recognize that it's kind of silly what you're thinking so being able to say in those conversations tiny tidbits to allude to what it is your opinion is without having to full-blown be like i fucking hate taylor swift or i fucking think those football fucks need to shut the fuck up like you can just say like i think it's nice that she's on the screen i mean it's not her controlling it right asking a question in a sense, you know, alluding to what it is your opinion is in a small way without completely full blown throwing yourself in and setting yourself up for what you think might be rejection and judgment. This third one is the kettle calling itself black or whatever that fucking saying is, but be clear and concise and try not to ramble I, as you guys probably know, am really a, I'm really guilty of being a rambler. And I do it for the same reason that. I would not speak up because I'm afraid of rejection and judgment. I say my point and then I say like 17,000 other things in that same breath so that I can make sure that people understand me and I can make sure that I'm getting my point across and that people don't misconstrue what I'm trying to say. But the truth is when I fucking do all of that extra shit to try to, quote unquote, make sure people understand me again. Trying to control people's opinions, I am completely distracting from the message that I'm actually trying to get across. It's like what I'm doing to prevent my point getting lost is actually causing that to happen. Why saying all this other shit? If you're able to just like clear and concise say your point it not only comes off much more confident, but it allows you to authentically, again, share your opinion without all this extra jargon that's not necessary. People are going to have their opinion no matter what you say. So might as well just say it and allow them the opportunity to ask you a question, to elaborate, or to misunderstand you. And you know that that doesn't change your own truth because whatever happens is going to happen. There's no wrong opinions. Again, it's just opinions that you don't agree with. And not everybody's always going to agree with your opinions. And that's okay. Doesn't make you a bad guy. The fourth one is learning to respectfully disagree. Now this one is level hard (laughs) when it comes to utilizing your own voice and being authentic in what you say to be able to do this because it's a scary thing. And I still struggle with this definitely at times that being able to say, I don't know if I agree with that. It, I mean, fuck. Like, if you, if right now you can't even speak up using your authentic voice, the thought of doing that is like, Mm-mm, otherworldly. Never gonna happen. Absolutely not. I can't even imagine myself doing that. But it takes practice. And when you start doing these other three steps first, and then eventually you can get to this point that you can respectfully disagree. You know, you're not belittling anybody. You're not invalidating anybody. You're not Making anybody feel like shit to get your point across. You're just saying something along the lines of, How interesting. I've never thought of it like that. I normally think, whatever your point is, or actually, I disagree. I feel, or what if, whatever your point is again. The thing with being able to respectfully disagree is making those I statements too. Like you're not, again, that's how you're going to prevent yourself from sounding condescending or belittling or putting other people down is not talking about them as a as an individual. It's speaking about the way that you feel using I statements and talking about the subject matter, not the person, because that's such a big concept in today's society is we attach people's opinions to them as an entire being and that's not necessarily true if you were all of your opinions like it's just you can think that about yourself you know like just because you hate donuts doesn't mean that you're the devil and hate all bakers you know I I don't know I can't think of a good example but we we need to focus on the subject, not the other person, because it's not the person we're talking about and their character. It's just their opinion that we're discussing. And so using those, like, I feel statements makes your ability to respectfully disagree so much stronger and makes you seem more confident and makes you be able to authentically get your point across without Being too afraid of that rejection and judgment. And the fifth one is just because you're on this mission to speak up and use your voice doesn't mean that you always have to say something. There is space to just be quiet and keep your mouth shut and stay silent. Because sometimes silence is a better response than having a response. Intentional silence is very different than too scared to speak up silence. It makes a statement in itself and it shows confidence and self love. Loving yourself means that you are acknowledging your worth and you're viewing your opinions and voice as valid. When we love ourselves, we acknowledge our worth and we view our beliefs and feelings and opinions and thoughts as valid. And that belief empowers us to communicate assertively and feel confident when we're doing so. And speaking up for what our needs are. Having self-love also helps us cultivate resilience when those potential judgments or negative feedback do come at us from sharing our authentic opinion, because it is a possibility that somebody will react poorly because they're not healed. It has nothing to do with you. But if that potential does come up, it gives you the opportunity to express self-love and to feel self-love because you can set healthy boundaries and, and know that your opinion in, for you is valid. And we're less likely to internalize that negative feedback and identify with it because we have the self-respect and self-knowledge that we need in order to not internalize it because of the way that we've built self-love. Self-love strengthens our sense of self, and it fosters the courage that we need to speak up authentically and confidently in various circumstances and situations. Thank you so much for listening to day 11 of the 28 Days of Self-Love. Tomorrow, drumroll, please, we have another guest speaker, and I'm fucking so hype about this one, dude. Tomorrow, let let me just tell you, we are talking about how to love yourself in relationships and when you are single with relationship expert Bethany Nicole. We had an awesome conversation and she provides some really good information for whether you are in a relationship or you are single, how to love yourself and the difference between loving yourself single and in a relationship because there is a difference in the two. Just like a quick side note too, I'm kind of disappointed that I can't celebrate this because of tomorrow's episode and and that we're in the middle of the series. But just just a shout out because tomorrow is Wellish's 100th episode, which I think is pretty fucking kick ass. So love that. If you're not already subscribed to the show, you better subscribe so that you can get the next hundred episodes and the next hundred after that and after that and after that and after that. Guys, thank you so much again for listening. Make sure your day kicks ass. Don't forget you're elite as fuck. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.